Okay, welcome. Today I want to talk a little bit about the dreaded drama triangle. Uh, it's also known as the codependency triangle. And in particular, I just want to focus on the persecutor and the challenger. I'll put into the um, uh, the end link at the, the back of the this video. I've done a video already on victim to creator. So I'm just going to go into persecutor to challenger and I'll do rescuer and coach another time. So, you know, first of all, how does this link into trauma? So often, if we've been through trauma, um, you know, a, a lot of people, we are in this triangle. You know, we're victim, persecutor, rescuer. So, as I shared before, the victim, it's very much poor me. And where we want to be moving to is creator. And you can go into more depth in that video. But essentially the idea is we ask the question, what do I want here? Two questions. And the other one is, what can I do about it? Often when we're in victim, it's all me, poor me. Um, Martin Seligman, the founder of Positive Psychology, talks about optimism, learned optimism. And, you know, we can either be um, pessimist or optimist. And often when we're pessimist, we're in the, the, the victim uh, space. So here with the persecutor, um, you know, I'll read a little bit out. So it's from the book, The Power of Ted, um, The Empowerment Dynamic by David Emerald. And what he says is with the, uh, the persecutor, we're often authoritarian. Yeah. And he also says we're rigid in our views. And we exert power over others in an effort to keep others from having power over ourselves. So it's like we try to exert power because we feel powerless. You know, it's like, um, and I'll, I'll talk a little bit about the archetypal work of Jung um, and how that links in. You know, persecutors, we might come across as grandiose um, and self-righteous. And the reason we do that is masking our own insecurity. And what often can happen is we can be in persecutor, you know, we're persecuting someone else, having a go at someone else. But then when someone has a go at us, we move into victim. So it's almost like a loop. We we kind of spiral around these different um, these different parts. Um, again, there's no blame. You know, there's, there's no shame. It's like this is how we learn to survive. Say a lot of the work that I do is with ex-boarders, you know, in a dormitory we would see all three of these, you know, uh, the persecutor, the bully, you know, but then when the bully gets bullied, then they move into the victim, the poor me. And our work is to start to move more into the, what on the archetypal Jung's work, the sovereign part, the queen, the king within us. So I'll read a little bit from um, Robert Moore, Douglas Gillette's book about what, they call the sovereign archetype, but the shadow forms and the tyrant. So here would be the tyrant, um, tyrant king, the tyrant queen. Um, and then the other word they use is the, the weakling. So you could see how these two would be linked into the passive and active forms of the archetype. So he says the tyrant exploits and abuses others. He is ruthless, merciless, and without feeling when he is pursuing what he thinks is his own self-interest. 
His degradation of others knows no bounds. He hates all beauty, innocence, all strength, all talent, all life energy. So this kind of is linking into the persecutor. Yeah. So then the question is, how do we move from persecutor to challenger? Well, first of all, I'll, I'll describe a little bit what David Emerald talks about, you know, what the challenger is. He says all of life's experiences are teachers in some way, you know, so maybe we have a breakdown like I did. You know, that can be an experience so we can see that, ah, this, these are challenges. In some ways, he says they challenge us to grow and evolve. He says, although the persecutor certainly provokes a reaction, the challenger elicits a response by encouraging the creator to acquire new skills, knowledge or insight. So what we're doing here is we're like starting to see our challenges, whether they're people, whether they are experiences, they're helping us to grow. So we're moving from victim to more creator to that, ah, yeah, this is a, an opportunity to grow. We change our body posture rather than cowering away. We go, right. And it, in the, you know, with other people, you know, if we've got someone who's challenging us, they're not persecuting, they're, ah, helping us to grow. Yeah. And maybe it will make more sense by what he talks about is how we we go from persecuted to challenges is we ask the question, what is my intention? So this bit here, what is my intention? So when you are with someone, are you persecuting? Ask the question, what's my intention? If it's power over someone else, then you're in persecutor. If it's all about love, you know, he says in the book, to shift to challenger, you need to make sure you're grounded in the intention of love and the desire to support the individual's growth. If you're in the space of love, then you're challenger. If it's more power over to make yourself look good, some, you know, you're in the tyrant, you're in the persecutor. And again, it's judgment-free awareness. It's to catch ourselves, right? Am I a persecutor? Okay. Come back to this. What's my intention? Is it love? Is it to help them to grow? And if it's not, you know, it's to, to not say anything. Um, so, yeah, that is basically the teachings on the codependency triangle moving into more the empowerment dynamic. And just notice within yourself. So, you know, this is an internal work as well. Am I persecuting myself? You know, often as trauma, as Peter, um, Pete Walker talks about in his book, Complex PTSD, he says we have this really strong inner critic if we've been through trauma. And in my interview with, not interview, I, I emailed him and he says boarding school is, you know, a classic case of complex PTSD. So we have this really strong inner critic. So if we notice we're persecuting, ask, what's my intention here? Is it based in love? And most of the times it's not. And how he says, and I've talked about this in other videos, he says to really be firm with the inner critics, no, no, I'm not taking that abuse. You know, it's like we have to do thought substitution. Got the inner critic going, ah, you idiot. You bring to mind, no, I can do this. 
you start to bring in the sovereign part, the challenger, the coach, the creator, to go, right, yeah, I can do this. And it takes time. As Pete Walker says, it takes, you know, might take a hundred times, a thousand times a day to challenge that persecutor. You know, and often if we are persecuting others, you know, the chances are we're persecuting ourselves. Um, so hopefully that makes sense. Um, yeah, what's happening? So this weekend I'm off to a conference in London, Boarding School Survivors Conference. I'll put a link into the description, which is uh, Nick Duffel, Joyce Shavrin will be talking and a few other speakers. So looking forward to that, seeing some old faces. So I'm excited with that. Um, did a, a, a talk with the John Bowlby Centre yesterday about my, my experiences at boarding school. That was, um, yeah, a really beautiful evening. And Nikki Moxie was talking, it was very clear, talking about the, the female's perspective. And uh, Susan Zedike was um, um, kind of chairing the evening. That was great. I've got a, a podcast which went live on Monday about sexuality in boarding school and... Um, you know, talking about boarding school syndrome, um, the feedback for that has been great so far. And then I've got a, a an interview with clinical psychologist um, Naomi Fisher, um, talking about her experiences at boarding school, trauma, and self-directed learning. Um, so that should be out in the next week. So um, yeah, any questions? And yeah, if you'd like me to do the final one, rescuer to coach. And just please do let me know. Okay, take care.